Welcome to episode number 17 of the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast, where Christina and I interview Doug Miller, CEO of Core Nutritionals, America Labs, America Energy, Arms Race Nutrition, and the Nutrition Corners Supplement Retailers. He's also a world champion, drug-free bodybuilder, father, and great human overall. He's a busy guy, but we were super excited to steal some of his time and have him on to discuss all things supplements and the supplement industry. We talked a bit about Doug's background first, his rise in natural bodybuilding, and how he got started with his first and currently most successful supplement company, Core Nutritionals, and how everything he has built up to now came to be. We then discussed what to watch out for when shopping for supplements, red flags, and break down everything you need to know about when you should be skeptical of a supplement, how to spot BS, and how to know that what you're putting in your body is actually reputable. Finally, we go over Doug's recommendations for a beginner's first supplement stack to get you started with the basics, if, of course, you have training and nutrition down already. As always, if you like the podcast and you want to support it, all we ask is that you share this episode with a friend, family member, or coworker who would benefit from it. One share can go a really long way and supports our mission to help as many people as possible to live a healthier, sustainable lifestyle. Finally, we would love you even more than we already do if you took the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Ratings and reviews are how this podcast moves up the ranks and becomes accessible to even more people. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode, number 17, all about the supplement industry with CEO Doug Miller. Welcome back to the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest that we are interviewing here. So uh, Christina and I both work with a company called Core Nutritionals, which is a supplement brand based in Northern Virginia. And today we have the honor of interviewing the boss man, the CEO of Core Nutritionals, America Labs, America Energy, the Nutrition Corners, Arms Race Nutrition. I could go on and on. But we have Doug Miller here, uh, so welcome. We're really happy to have you. Right on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I think we want to talk about supplements today, and we want to talk about why our audience should have certain kinds of standards for their own supplementation, because I think that's something that typically tends to fall a little bit short, and, and marketing gets the best of most people. But I wanted to first give the audience a really nice background on you, your story, how you came up in natural bodybuilding, how you came up in the supplement industry, because I think that gives a lot of credibility to you and why we should listen to you and your opinions about supplementation as well. So if you wouldn't mind just starting this out and telling us about all of that. (laughs) All right. Well, so I've, I've gone through this before, and there is a, about a five-minute version, and then there's about an hour-long version. So I'll try to keep it short. Um, at the end of the day, um, I think it comes down to, I think where I should start the story is, I, in high school, I was always very athletic. Um, I played a lot of different sports, was at, at a high level, but I never really had the size to uh, compete at a D1 level. Uh, that was the thing that really held me back. And so when I went off to school to um, pursue academics over athletics, I really felt like I was missing something. I missed the training. Like I was big into swimming. So I was used to training, you know, an hour or two before school started, an hour, you know, a couple hours after lifting weights, doing all that stuff. 
Um, and then soccer year round, uh, baseball in the spring. So I really missed that aspect, the training aspect. And so a buddy of mine freshman year kind of got me hooked on bodybuilding. Um, and then I was studying biochemistry and economics at school. And I really leaned into the science behind bodybuilding. We're talking, this is like 1998 now. So like the internet resources just weren't that the internet was really just starting, right? Like, um, you know, dial up modems and all that. And so I did all of my research pretty much on my own, but I became very, you know, fascinated with it. Um, and I made gains very quickly when I learned that, you know, eating and proper nutrition and all of that made such a huge difference. That was my big thing. Like I knew how to train, but never knew how to eat. And so I gained muscle very quickly in college. When I came down to DC to work as an economic litigation consultant um, at 21 years old. Uh, I had a couple of local guys kind of take me under their wing in a uh, gym up in Silver Spring, Maryland. Um, and they said, you should do a bodybuilding show. And I really was like, okay, whatever. I dieted like maybe eight weeks for the show. I did everything wrong. I literally pieced things together on the internet of you know, sodium loading, potassium loading, drinking wine backstage. I mean, I almost passed out on the stage. I was fortunate enough to win my novice overall, but um, it was just a kind of a crazy experience. But how I got into the business side, and that was kind of the start of my bodybuilding career. I then in the next show won my pro card, and then I started winning pro shows, eventually winning uh, two world championships, the Yorton Cup in 2009 and 2014. But during that time, so probably around 2004, I was very busy at my job and, you know, I would work an eight hour day, I would go train and then I'd come back and work another eight hour day. And that was pretty much my day. And so I was using EAS Myoplex packets. You guys, this was like even before you guys were born, probably the, the packets filled with like maltodextrin and a crappy protein blend and they tasted super chalky. And that's what I would use kind of like in between meetings and stuff like that in a corporate setting. And I was like, man, there's gotta be a better option. So I took a $20,000 investment and of my own money. And actually I started the company with a business partner at the time. Uh, he eventually, I bought him out eventually a year or two down the line. Um, but we each put in $10,000 and we created our first product called Core MRP. And that product was a meal replacement based and is still to this day, a meal replacement based on slow digesting carbohydrates, uh, no fillers, really high quality protein blend. Um, and that was really the kind of the kickstart of the brand. Um, we wanted to stick to some core principles that other people were not at the time. So that's no proprietary blends, no fillers, uh, efficacious doses of all the ingredients, really high quality manufacturer, transparent transparency in manufacturing. And um, I didn't take any money from the company for seven years. I just would reinvest the money into the company, creating products that I was already using or that I was like taking 10 products and mixing together my own pre-workout. So we came up eventually with a pre-workout, same thing for post-workout. So I was designing products around what I wanted to use. Um, and then if people, other people wanted to use them too, that was great. So it was really just a hobby. Then as I became more successful in natural bodybuilding, it kind of grew through natural bodybuilding. And um, it wasn't until probably 
2013 when I quit my day job after 12 years um, and kind of went all in with the brands that things really started to grow and blossom. Um, and that's when Core Nutritionals kind of really took off. So at the end of the day, we were kind of filling a hole in the industry. We were one of the first people to use non-proprietary blends. Now these days, if you want to be a legitimate supplement company, you need to use a non-proprietary blend. The consumer demands it. The consumer's a little more educated now. But back then, it was very rare to do a non-proprietary blend. Um, and so we were one of the first to do that. And then on the other side, on the nutrition corner side, so we opened our first nutrition corner in 2000 and been 11 years 2009 2010 time period arlington nutrition corner and the idea there now we have 10 stores we're about to open our 10th store and so we wanted to start a chain of retail stores that filled a gap in the industry and that was at the time it was just like vitamin shop and gnc and they weren't really known for having educated staff so we created the nutrition corners to create an experience to have the best prices uh so we priced every day at like internet pricing um uh, the best knowledge the most knowledgeable staff um, and then the best brands. So we wanted a, a place where people could go and buy Core Nutritionals as one of their products. So Core and now my other brands are just some of the 100 brands that we sell at the stores. Um, and so then that also kind of grew and steamrolled. Um, then we started some other brands, you know, so America Labs um, also filled a hole in the market that we saw. So we were finding this was in 2000 in January 2017, we launched America Labs. It's kind of a spinoff brand. Um, the issue was we were having people come into our retail stores and they would maybe buy a product because of a cool flashy label, um, but they would never come back and buy it again because they bought it because of the marketing and the label, but they didn't real, realize that it had a proprietary blend. It was just loaded with caffeine. It wasn't giving them a good experience, right? And we're like, man, well, we can do like a marketing driven brand, something that might be eye catching and, you know, um, create emotion, an emotional response in our consumer just by the packaging. And then they're going to come back and buy it again because we stick to the same core principles, no pun intended, that the core nutritionals brand. So like efficacious doses, really high quality um, uh, formulas, well thought out, uh, great flavors across the board, like great experience. So we started that and then we had a spinoff America Energy, which was our energy drink company. And then recently in 2019, I started an influencer-based brand. Again, always sticking to the same core principles um, with Julian Smith. And we launched as an exclusive brand in GNC uh, and direct-to-consumer. And that brand is uh, continues to skyrocket. So that's the condensed version. I'm sure I missed a bunch of stuff in there, but um, that's really kind of my story. Now you did really great. And I think just the condensed version is perfect because there's definitely some stuff that we want to get into. I think our audience ranges from the spectrum of knowing a lot about supplements to knowing very, very little about supplements. And it goes down to, you know, the people who start with Christina and I as clients for the first time, and they've never even taken a pre-workout and they've never had a multivitamin that, you know, is actually high quality. And so with these types of people, we're just making sure to ask them to read the label and make sure they're, they know how much caffeine they're consuming so that they don't feel like they're going to explode when they go to the gym. Um, so I do want to get into and just have you quickly define a couple of terms that we've kind of glazed over. So if you wouldn't mind, uh, proprietary blends, um, could you give a little bit more information about what those are and why people should be watching out for them? So a proprietary blend is 
a group of ingredients listed on a label. So there might be 10 ingredients that are listed together. And then over here, it says the blend weighs 10 grams or something like that, where you don't know the individual amounts of each ingredient. All you know is that the order is highest uh, quantity to lowest quantity. So it's a really tricky marketing type of thing because what they can do is they can use sexy ingredients, ingredients that actually have good science behind them, but are very expensive. They can throw those ingredients in there and then kind of use those marketing buzzwords or studies to say, hey, look, I have this ingredient, you should take this product. But that could be one of the last ingredients in a proprietary blend. And then at the end of the day, you're not getting the efficacious dose of those ingredients to make the benefits from those studies actually um, you know, occur when you're using it. So it's a, basically a way to cheapen a product. And you can just, if you load a product way up with caffeine, right? Like you're gonna feel it, right? So you feel like something's working, but it's really not doing you any benefit. It's probably doing you the harm. That's just one example, but they do this a lot of time. You see this a lot in like fat burners and pre-workouts is where it was really rampant. Um, but it's a way to really cheapen a product. So a non-proprietary blend, which is what we started with back in 2004, uh, being one of the first companies doing that, is basically we write out the amounts of every single ingredient in there so you know exactly what you're putting in your body. Yeah, I think that that is so important. And especially when I'm looking at pre-workouts and I used to just try to take whatever was cheapest or whatever I felt like would give me a nice kick that I found at Walmart before I found you guys, obviously. But I think that's where most people are at. So they walk into the supplement stores, like you said, and they just pick up the thing with the fancy label or the thing that really catches their eye. And they're like, hey, does this, you know, is this going to give me a good workout? And then the cashier probably says something along the lines of, well, it's really high stem, so you're going to feel it. And like, that's the end of the conversation, right? And so I think it's really important too, because a lot of times caffeine is a part of the proprietary blend. And so there might be, you know, 400 milligrams listed on the proprietary blend label, 375 of those are caffeine. And then the other nine ingredients are like negligible to, to none. And so yeah. I think that that's really important when you guys are listening to this and you're shopping for supplements, why we kind of stress that and why it's so important. And I will say that I would think that, you know, 80% of the brands out there these days, maybe even higher, 90% of the brands, uh, any legitimate brand for sure is using a non-proprietary blend. So um, it's much more common these days. I think the consumer has demanded that. Uh, but it's still out there. So that should be a big red flag. Now, there are circumstances where it might be justifiable um, in, for certain things, but th that's a, uh, just a little small side note that I won't get into. But for the most part, if you see a proprietary blend, it should definitely raise a red flag. Yeah, it just made me think of back in maybe 2015 when I would take C4 and there was so much caffeine and beta alanine. So I've just felt like on the way to the gym, I just like, you can feel it. So you're like, oh, it must be working, but doesn't necessarily mean that it's a good product to stick with. It's funny because even C4 these days now for many of the different versions, there's like mm -hmm. a gazillion versions of that. Four versions these days are non-proprietary blends. So they've actually realized that, hey, we can't, you know, you know, hide this from the consumer anymore. They just won't buy it. So if you're new to supplements, 
uh, that's definitely like check one, make sure there's no uh, proprietary blood. So I guess it's kind of a good thing though, that the more educated the consumer has gotten, the higher quality of supplements and supplement brands have to kind of step their game up. Absolutely. Absolutely. To be successful these days, it's like, you need to have a good formula, right? That's just the start of it. You know, the, the startup cost for a supplement company these days, if you want to start with one or two products, a lot of people could do it, right? There's manufacturers out there. There's hundreds of manufacturers out there across the U.S., where you could do it. If you have $50,000, $100,000, you can start your own supplement company. But to be successful, it takes way more than just a non-proprietary blend, right? Every bro thinks they can create the best pre-workout in the morning, but creating a brand is way more than that. It's creating a full experience. It's creating a community around that brand. Um, so it's, it's a lot more difficult than just you know putting out a non-prop blend formula. Yeah, definitely. I do want to kind of go into another thing that you touched on, and that is the cost of supplements, because when we're going into supplement stores and we are looking down the shelves, we're also looking at the price tag. And it's, it's no question that a lot of the people that walk into these stores are looking for the best bang for their buck. And that's one of the first things that people ask for. And one of the complaints that I often hear about high quality supplement companies is oh, it's so expensive to buy, you know, a $60 tub of, of whatever, or, uh, you know, $50 tub of this or that just for this many servings. Um, but I think it's really important that we kind of debunk a little bit why that is, you know, the cost that actually goes into creating the product with efficacious doses. So if you're listening to this and you don't really know what that means, you know, there is a certain amount that is tested in research of single ingredients that they use in clinical trials. And at a certain threshold, they will find what is effective or not effective. And so we call that the clinical effective dose. And if that is what is, you know, popularly known as the amount that is needed to be effective, that's the amount that you want in your supplement in one serving, right? And so we have to make sure when we're putting in efficacious doses, that that is how much we're putting in each serving of this, this supplement. So could you go into a little bit more about how, you know, that goes into the cost of the supplement and why people should be wary about those things that are, you know, $10 for a 20 pound protein isolate? <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it, it really comes down. So our products, so Core Nutritionals, America Labs, Arms Race, they're not cheap right? They're not cheap because they aren't cheap products. They're expensive to make. But I will say that given the formulation and the cost of goods and providing every ingredient at an efficacious dose, our products are a great value. So like I tell people when you buy our products, you know, you're paying like Mercedes pricing, but you're getting like a Ferrari, right? So it's a not cheap, you know, but you're getting a tremendous value for what you're saying, what you're paying. And um, at the end of the day, sure, we could make a product that sells for $20, but we'd have to cut every single ingredient in half. You'd have to take four servings of it to get those clinical doses. And then by that time, your cost per serving or your cost per use is right back up to where it is. So it really comes down to, you know, understanding the ingredients that you're putting in your body and, you know, realizing that you want to take efficacious doses, the correct doses, 
Um, and to do that, you're going to have to pay a bit of a premium for supplements. So I would rather pay a little bit of a premium. Like I'd rather pay $40 and get a $60 value than pay $25 and get a $25 value or even less, a $20 value, right? So um, that's kind of been our mindset in formulation and pricing from day one. And I think a lot of people just want something that's cheap, but you get what you pay for. And it, that saying is, you know, can't be more true for supplements. Do you think that there is something, a couple different things that maybe someone should look out for if they were looking for a brand, if they were maybe, hopefully they would try Core Nutritionals if they haven't already, but if there's something else like looking for proprietary blends, is there anything else that would be kind of like a red flag? Um, for a beginner, I, I think it's really difficult. Like I'm a seasoned veteran of supplements and I know the legalities of supplements and all of that. I can look at a label immediately and say, okay, this guy's like pretty much making this in a bathtub. Like he's making this in a really not an NSF CGMP facility. Um, the labeling is incorrect. There's, they're making claims on it that the FDA slash FTC would completely come after and destroy if they ever found it. So like wild claims and all of that, those are things you should look out for. If it's, if the claims are too good to be true, they probably are. So like those wild claims and the wild transformation ads and all of that, in addition to prop blends are probably the easiest things for the lay person to see. Um, but I see it all the time, you know, like a lot of labels are just completely non-compliant. Um, there's a, you know, a pretty strict set of rules that a lot of people just don't follow, but because the industry is not really regulated, um, you know, extremely tightly, then, you know, people get away with doing stuff. And so that's why I tell people buy supplements from people that, um, you trust and you want to support. So like some of the massive companies out there, you don't talk to the CEO, right? Like you don't, you don't have that interaction. They don't even take the product, right? So at least with our, you know, our product, you know, that literally I'm designing the products around what I want to take. I take pretty much every single product we well, I have at some point in time taken every single product. You know, I don't take a fat burner when I'm trying to gain and stuff, but like I take every one of our products. Um, so I think that says a lot, right? Like if the owner of the company or the CEO is accessible to those things and they use the product. Um, so knowing actually, you know, where you're getting your product from and who is actually making it, um, I think there's definitely some value to that. Well, that goes into like building a culture, right? Because then people know you, people know the people in the company. And as all of that trickles down through the ambassadors and the athletes, like people are building relationships now through social media and they're building relationships with the people that they look up to and health and fitness. And that's how influencer marketing works is through trust. Right. And so I think that that's super important. And I mean, you kind of glazed over it very, very quickly, but you are a multi-time world champion in natural bodybuilding. So people, I think, automatically give you give you some of that credibility and some of that trust. Uh, did you feel like that was pretty instrumental in the growth of the companies? Uh, I, I do. When I won uh, the Yorton Cup in 2014, it really started to take off. Um, after that, in fact, I would say the thing that took off the most after that was uh, like my coaching business. So like I used to coach like you guys do. Um, and I had, after I won all those shows in 2014, 
I was completely just swan. I mean, like it was insane the amount of business that we had on the coaching side. Um, and you know, that the coaching aspect of it also helped build the brand, um, and the brand awareness. So, I mean, these, these days I, I get coaching inquiries, but I can't, I just don't have the bandwidth. I can only do so much. And I, I found that my passion gravitated towards, uh, building these other businesses and building the brands and, um, more so than it, it was the individual coaching. I do miss it sometimes, but, um, yeah, I think, I do think the winning those things did help, but that was just a part of it. Like there's a lot of people that take core nutritionals that have no idea who the heck I am. Right. And I love that. Right. Like I don't want it to be my show. And that's why I like, I don't want to be in all the company pictures. Yeah, like when we first started, it was like Stephanie and I, right. Like we were in the picture picture of everything core was, you know, Steph or me. Right. Like that was it. Um, and I, I don't want, I don't want that. Like, I don't even want to be in any of the marketing or any of that stuff. Uh, now they force me to do certain <laughs> things, but, but like, I'd rather it transcend me as the bodybuilder and be way more than that. Right. So um, I'm glad that it's kind of, you know, we definitely got our roots in natural bodybuilding, but I'm glad that it's kind of transcended that. Yeah, for sure. Um, to kind of go back to what you said earlier, you were talking about false claims on labels and you were talking about um, CGMP facilities. So could you tell the audience a little bit about what those are and why it's important that products are manufactured there? Sure, sure. So th there's a lot of um, manufacturers out there and there's different levels of certification, really. Like a lot of people say FDA certified, but that, that doesn't really mean anything. And you know, they throw out the term CGMP. So that just means, uh, you know, certified good manufacturing practices. So there's a set of practices that happen every time a product is made and they stick to those. Um, and there are audits, right? There are FDA audits and there's companies, third-party companies that can come in and do full audits and get you certain certificates. Um, so making sure that, and it's very complicated. So uh, like there's different levels of certification and all that stuff. Um, and so for me, at the end of the day, in choosing a manufacturer, in addition to meeting that baseline of, okay, are they a certified GMP facility, right? Do they have an NSF certification, which is just a certain certification that's been deemed good, right? Um, do I know the people that are actually making it? Do I have a relationship with those the people? So like, I get cold calls all the time for manufacturing. It usually doesn't work that way, right? Like, just like you should be buying supplements from somebody you trust, I should be manufacturing products from somebody I trust. So I have long relationships, like 10 plus year relationships with most all of our manufacturers. And I've you know, been to the facilities. I know what, you know, I, I see the results. I, I, I've seen them when they mess up and then they immediately fix it, right? Um, so there are a lot of manufacturers out there that may not follow those same rules. They may not, um, limit the like illegal substances that they are allow companies to run. So like right now we can't run products with DMAA and DMHA, which are like these really strong stimulants, right? So any manufacturer that's running um, products today with like DMHA or DMAA should be a huge red flag that like, you know, they're probably running some other stuff on their line, whether it's pro hormones or uh, SARMs or, you know, other crazy things. Um, 
and that could be lead to potential cross contamination and everything else. So there's all these um, kind of checks and balances that you need to have in place when you're kind of getting your contract manufactured in place. Um, and so we work with one, two, three, probably about four different manufacturers, uh, five different manufacturers, depending on the product. Um, and all of them are like world-class. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think just like you said, you know, trusting who you're working with or trusting who you're purchasing from, like it goes multiple levels. So I think that that's huge. Um, so I think sure. a lot of this can be really, really useful to our audience because again, like I said, these are the people that, you know, Christina and I are recommending, you know, certain brands like core nutritionals because we know and we trust them. Um, and hopefully our clients trust us and, and that's what they go with. Um, but a lot of times we do run into the situation where I say, okay, well, like here's, here's what I want you to be taking, right? Like my bare bones stack for most clients is I want you taking a multivitamin. Let's like eliminate nutrient deficiencies. Let's take a fish oil. Let's get some BCAs in while you're training, um, typically core ABCs. And let's use a protein powder, like to hit your protein goal, because, yep. because that's really like what most people struggle with is just hitting their protein goal. So they don't need all these fancy things, but I give them that list and they're like, well, I already just invested like hundreds of dollars on this coaching thing. So like, let me just like on over to like GNC or like vitamin shop or bodybuilding.com or whatever. And, you know, find the biggest coupon deal, the 50% off the BOGOs and just get like all of these things that you listed for free because they're the same, right? And so hopefully the conversation that we're having today is gonna help them to understand why that is so important. I mean, it's just like anything else and it's more so in the supplements than anything else really that you get what you pay for. So like if you are literally paying, you're going and you're getting a you know a chewable gummy from CVS and your, or a fish oil from CVS and you're paying $7.99 for your fish oil, you might, you're wasting your $7.99, right? Like our fish oil is 30 some bucks. And the reason being is because it's not oxidized, it's not rancid, it's in the triglyceride form that your body can absorb. It's produced under a nitrogen barrier, so it doesn't have oxidation. It doesn't give you the fish oil burps. It actually does the things it's supposed to do. But you can buy really cheap fish oil. It's like throwing, you know, a sardine in a blender, right? And, you know, capping it and giving it to the people. So you're just wasting your $7.99. For me, I would rather spend 30 bucks and get what actually works, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's really important. And if you've already taken the step to invest in coaching and, you know, I, I think those things that you mentioned are definitely on the top of my list. You know, I might add creatine monohydrate for somebody who's really looking to perform because that is a inexpensive supplement for $15 for like a three month supply, you should be taking it, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. It's like, if they're really willing, they've already invested that, you know, I, I think it's probably worth that extra step. Um, but of course it does come down to budget for people. Well, one of the things I think is really cool is maybe for someone who is listening to this and they are getting into supplements for the first time, I mean, Marissa and I, we, we used to do that when we were first starting out in the industry is we would go to, you know, GNC or bodybuilding.com. And that's where we would get just whatever supplements we can find on whatever deal. So the fact that they get to kind of skip that process of maybe a couple of years spending a lot of money 
on things that don't work and they get to jump in and take something that does work. That's, I mean, that's really awesome for them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's a learning experience and that's why you hire coaches. When I first got into bodybuilding, I didn't have a coach. So everyone now is like blessed to be able to have a coach. Like it would have saved me five years of just doing really dumb things. Um, if I actually knew somebody at the time that has already been through this. So like the industry uh, is way different these days. It's, it's crazy how much it's evolved in 20 years. Well, now coaches have coaches who have business coaches and those business coaches have business coaches. And, and that's, you know, multi-level marketing at its finest. Yeah, true. <laughs> but um, I, think, I think we're headed in a good direction here. Um, kind of talking about the bare bones, skipping the mistakes that, that we've made over the years. Um, now that the industry has evolved, they know what to look out for. They know what the red flags are. But now let's give them some, our audience some application. So I, I mentioned what my bare bones stack is and absolutely creatine monohydrate as well for anyone who's resistance training. Um, so let's talk about that bare bones stack. And Doug, if there's anything that you want to add on to that um, for what you think is a very basic, uh, you know, first timers supplement stack that you think are all the essentials that someone would need given that their diet and their training are in line and, and are consistent. Um, and just kind of talking about what we should be looking for in those products specifically. So I, I get this question a lot. I'll get people in my DMs. Hey man, just started following you, listen to your podcast, you know, um, you know, I want to support you and take your supplements, you know, which one should I get? I'm like, well, like I need a lot more information than that, right? Like, sure, one of each, right? Like, you really want to support me by one of each, but that's not the answer, right? Um, you know, it really comes down to the individual. And so anyone out there that really, I mean, obviously I would say, you know, they, if they're working with you two, listen to you two. But like, if you guys don't have a coach or you, you know, you're, you're kind of lost in the supplement space, you know, the core nutritionals website is pretty phenomenal in terms of uh, laying out categories. And then every individual product has a detailed write-up if you go down to the bottom and it tells you the details on every single ingredient in every single product. So it's really intense. It's probably more intense than what your average person would want to know, but there is some overview stuff too. Uh, but that can be really overwhelming. We have over a hundred SKUs on the core site, right? Like, so what I'm getting at is if you email info at corenutritionals.com, um, we will set up a phone call with you. So one of us will actually get on the phone. Um, you know, everyone at HQ is, you know, a seasoned veteran, has master's degrees or a pro bodybuilder. Like they know what they're talking about. And we will set up that call with you and set up a personal stack for you, right? So I want to just caveat that because that's probably the best way to do it because everyone has a different budget, di different circumstances and different goals, right? And so not knowing those to give like a baseline, it's difficult. But with that being said, I'll humor the question and I will tell you what, my, but my basics are the same as yours. You know, I would say the health stack, right? So the health stack is core multi, uh, core flex and core mega. So pretty much what you said, but I would add core flex in there because honestly, having healthy joints, if you're not feeling well and you're injured, you can't make progress on your physique, right? So having something that's going to not only provide some immediate therapeutic uh, benefits with the anti-inflammatories that are in there, but also a long-term preventative for joint health, uh, like Core Flex, 
um, I think is so important for everyone, really at every age. So like I would tell the 20 the somethings that feel great that don't even warm up, they'll just go in there and start squatting 315, you know, start your joint health now because you'll be paying for it later. And I think that the reason why I've been able to train so hard for 24 years, 23, 24 years has to do with me starting joint health support very, you know, very early on. Um, so those three part of that's the health stack uh, and you can get like a bundle deal on our site. So beyond that, I would agree with what you said. So branch chain amino acids, so core ABC to help uh, stimulate protein synthesis, help hold onto your muscle, uh, help build muscle um, while you're training. So core ABC um, and then a good protein powder. We have a lot, we have a protein powder for everyone. If you're vegan, we got an amazing vegan. If you're lactose intolerant, we got a, an amazing uh, isolate. Uh, if you want just a really good, versatile one that tastes amazing, there's Core Pro. Uh, we have a meal replacement if you can't get in breakfast or you, you're missing meals. And then we have a specific post-workout, right? So we really have something for everyone. So I definitely recommend the Health Stack um, and then BCAs, a good protein, uh, creatine monohydrate. And then probably, I would never say that a pre-workout is um, like you have to have a pre-workout. But let's be honest, most people probably skip a lot of the things I just said and buy a pre-workout. So I am a big believer in peri-workout nutrition. So that means what is the nutrition that you're getting before, during, and after your training? So for me, having a good pre-workout, whether that is core pump, which is just going to provide, you know, energy pump and focus without the stimulation of caffeine, um, or you could stack that with Core Fury. That's going to also provide the stimulants and get you like hype for your workout. Um, it just depends on the person, depends on the time of day that you're training. I think a good pre-workout is actually really important because it can actually make your training um, more fun, I think, right? Like, because you're either high on stimulants or you have a sick pump, right? Or both. And so what, like, what, what's better than that, right? Um, so I think a good pre-workout and then ABC for your intra and then post-workout, if you're training hard, I think core post really takes the guesswork out of post-workout. So a lot of people don't um, treat post-workout nutrition with any uh, seriousness. They, they, they are just like, oh, it doesn't really matter. They might have a protein shake, but you're really missing out. So having carbohydrates immediately post-workout to spike your insulin uh, blunt cortisol, replenish muscle glycogen. If you're training hard, um, male or female, putting carbs in your post-workout, which is what Core Post has with a high quality protein, like an isolate, which Core Post has and some other recovery uh, agents immediately after your train is absolutely huge. Um, and so we've switched a lot of people from just doing a protein post-workout to Core Post. And it makes a massive difference in a two week period of time. It just makes a huge difference. Um, and I think it's because a lot of people are afraid to like eat after they, you know, they work out. Um, I will say with core post though, you're going to be adding some carbohydrates in post-workout. So if you're tracking your macros for the day, you just want to take that into account. You don't just add that in and then not take that into account. Uh, if, you know, especially if you're trying to cut, cause then you might, you might not lose any weight, but so, you know, health stack, BCAs, creatine, a protein, and then what I would call peri-workout nutrition. Uh, that's really the foundation stack that I would recommend. You know, beyond that, we have so many really, really cool products. Uh, it can certainly become overwhelming and it really de um, depends on your goals. So in that case, you know, I really do recommend speaking with one of us to 
kind of really hone in on what could help you the most. I think that's really important to add. And it, it kind of makes me think of the parallel with coaching. It's like if someone DMs me or Marissa and says, hey, I'm, I'm looking uh, to get healthy, what should I do? It's like, okay, well, how old are you? What are your goals? Like, what have you been doing? <laughs> so it's, it's interesting that same thing with supplementation, that it is very unique and individual to each person based on their goals and what they're looking to do. But it is also good to have kind of that core foundation of what you can take just to start moving in a good direction. Absolutely. No, no pun intended. Ha ha. <laughs> Every time we say core, we just, it's, it's the pun is intended. Um, but yeah, I, I really like that. And I think when we're looking at our, when I say like bare bones supplement stack, I don't want to undermine the importance uh, for you guys listening of proper nutrition and proper training. And I think Doug is a great role model of all of that. Um, and we, we can't understate the importance of that. So just to, you know, make sure that this is known, uh, you know, 40 minutes into the episode. Um, I mean, at if, the end of the day, you, these are supplements, right? They supplement everything else that you're doing, right? So they're going to definitely help, especially if you take good supplements, but we're talking, you know, five or 10%, which actually could be massive. But at the end of the day, if you don't have that other, you know, 90% down, which is your diet and training, you know, you're wasting your time and your money. So don't expect a miracle pill, a pill. Yeah. So that's actually a good reference to go back to the episode that we did with Eric Helms. So I don't know what episode number that will be yet, but we talked 14. all about 14. Okay. 14. <laughs> so that will be all about kind of the muscle and strength nutrition pyramid and what you should focus on. But again, having a really solid foundation before you move on to supplements, because if you try to just focus on supplements without doing everything else, you're going to be like, well, these supplements aren't doing anything. Exactly. Exactly. And that's one of the things that, uh, we focus on in our nutrition stores. So like we could go in there and we could sell you anything, right. And give you a magic pill. But like, if we just sell you the pill and don't engage with you and don't talk to you about, Hey, what are you doing for diet and training? Um, then you're going to buy that pill, but you're never going to come back and buy it again. Cause you're going to think it's not working. Right. Because you're not going to be getting results. So that's one of the things that separates our nutrition stores, uh, the nutrition corners. Um, is because we really try to engage and we will help and provide programs for free to people uh, who are kind of lost and, you know, they just want to buy a magic pill. We'll be like, whoa, well, maybe before you, you know, you buy that, you should just talk, let's talk about diet for a minute. Yeah. And I think most people who start getting into supplements, they're getting into it from the get-go. They're looking for a fat burner. They're looking for a pre-workout. And that is like the number one and two things that I remember. So if you guys don't have background on me, and if you're listening because you came here from Doug's page or from Christina's, uh, I actually came into Core Nutritionals through the Nutrition Corner. So I was affiliated with one of the local stores since they are in the DMV area. And I would spend a lot of time at the stores and I would hang out there and I would see clients come in and I would like work there for the day. And sometimes they'd come in and like someone would be in the back and I would talk to the client and I would just, you know, start <laughs> advising them on certain things. But um, the principles are really there. Like what Doug is saying is absolutely true. And there have been times where someone has walked into the store and they've walked out with nothing except for, you know, better guidance on their nutrition and on their training because that's what they needed. Um, so I think that 
again, that can't be understated. And, and I love that this, these companies and these brands, plural, um, all stick to those principles and they're not just trying to shove a pill at you or, or something like that. Yeah, I mean, we're in it for the long term, right? So it's not like a get rich quick scheme that we have where we sell you an expensive pill and like don't really care about the future. Like that's why we, we like to refer to all our, what most people would call customers, we call them clients. Um, because we feel that a client rep, the term client represents more of a longer term relationship than a transactional customer. So um, that's, that's important to us to refer to our customers as clients because we want them to really build that relationship with us. Yeah. One of the things that we always ask our interviewees at the end is <laughs> what your advice would be for someone. So again, kind of a blanket statement, but what would be the number one piece of advice you'd give to someone who's looking to live a healthy and sustainable lifestyle? Oof. Number one. <laughs> it's I mean, loaded. A lot. Yes. Um, Take as much time as you'd like to answer. <laughs> so the problem is my answer is not, is there is no easy answer, right? And my answer is, some, you know, it will come down to discipline. And I know that sounds like kind of harsh because some people have discipline and some people don't, right? But at the end of the day, anything that you want to get good at or you want to make progress in comes down to self-discipline. So however somebody can develop their own self-discipline, maybe it's something little, maybe it's starting out your day, making sure you make your bed, which by the way, for the record, I don't make my bed. <laughs> Steph makes our bed. So just in case she ever watches this, because she, she would call me out <laughs> on it. Um, but you get my point, right? There's got to be some type of daily routine or some type of discipline that you hold yourself to. And if you start doing that in every aspect of your life, or maybe you start with just some aspects of your life, hopefully it'll bleed over to other aspects of your life. And at the end of the day, you know, health, and this is the cliche term that you've heard, like health is the greatest wealth. So like, what better thing to start practicing discipline in uh, is in your own you know, healthy lifestyle, right? So I think it's a great place to start. It's hard, right? Because a lot of people, you know, want to eat McDonald's, right? A lot of people don't enjoy exercise. But if you start some type of discipline actions to make that part of your routine, um, you will really enjoy it, right? Like it will change your life. And then it just, it's almost like self-perpetuating. It's like, then you're motivating yourself. You see results, so it motivates you more. And then you see more, more results and it motivates you more, but it all starts with that initial like self-discipline. And it, it, that's why I say it's hard because there's just disciplined people. And then there's just not disciplined people by nature, but it doesn't mean you can't become disciplined. Discipline is something that you can definitely like learn and pick up, um, you know, and, and develop. So I think that's really important is, is kind of recognizing that and putting steps in place to become more disciplined. I love that. And I always like to think about discipline as sharpening a blade. So it's a skill that you get better at over time. You get sharper at it over time. So the first couple of times that you, you know, try to exercise discipline for something big, like you might not do it all that well, but like you start really small and you build off of that and your blade gets sharper and sharper. And over time, like you said, you know, you can become a disciplined person by perpetuating, you know, your own sense of self-advocacy over time. Uh, so I, I love that. And I think I resonate really, really strongly with that. 
So to kind of just give our audience some takeaway points, um, I think talking about all the nitty gritty of supplements uh, can be a little bit overwhelming. So I want to just quickly go over a couple of points that I think will be good takeaways for this episode. Number one, stay away from proprietary blends. <laughs> Number two, um, looking for the clinical effective dose. So one of the ways that you can do that very easily is using something like examine.com. And that is a research backed website where you can look up any kind of ingredient and you can find out what the clinical effective dose that most clinical trials have used um, and what is deemed to be a good dose for someone looking for certain outcomes. So certain supplements might need certain different kinds of doses for different kinds of outcomes that you're looking for. For example, vitamin D, it has different uses. You can use high doses of it for certain things. You can use lower doses of it for certain things like correcting deficiencies. So um, yeah, you can basically do your own research with that, making sure supplements that you're using are from people that you trust and that they are manufactured in places that those people trust. Um, and looking at third-party testing, CGMP facilities, that sort of thing. Um, and just kind of the general rule of thumb of watching out for something that seems too good to be true in terms of price. That is kind of my blanket like overlap of just you know if something is way too cheap other than creatine monohydrate, I think um, it's probably too good to be true if it's making a lot of bold claims, especially. So I think those are four good takeaways to have from this episode. That's good. I think you're right. All right. Um, Doug, so if people want to find you and the brands, where can they find you on social media? So I get asked this question a lot too at the end of podcasts, and I'm not going to give you like 50 different places. You can find me a lot of different places because there's a lot of different brands. But to make it easy, if you want to get in touch with me personally, it's Doug at CoreNutritionals.com. Uh, CoreNutritionals.com is a great resource of information really for everything. Um, and then on Instagram is probably the social media platform where I'm most active. Um, and that's uh, Doug Miller Pro is where you can find me there. And we'll make sure we have all of those in the description and maybe list a few more if they want to stalk you on all the social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode and you learned lots about supplements, maybe some things that you didn't already know and have a better idea of maybe a stack that you can try as a first timer. But if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. You can find both of us on Instagram. You can find me at Christy Lynn Fit and Marissa at Marissa Roy Fitness. Thank you guys so much for listening and we hope to see you back next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast, and we hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something from it. Please remember that Christina and I are not medical professionals, so if you're going to make any changes to your exercise or nutrition routines, please consult with your doctor or medical team first. Finally, we would love you even more than we already do if you took the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Ratings and reviews are how this podcast moves up the ranks and becomes accessible to even more people. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next Tuesday here at the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast.